let's keep this show rolling, shall we? We've had a really, really good um, last episode where um, I introduced, I'm bringing, bringing the show back for a few very, very special episodes. And I've really been looking forward to this one. This is this is one of the guests that I have wanted to welcome back for a long time, really, oh, a long time. It's been a couple of years since I last spoke to him. Um, but it's been so much I've been observing that he's been up to. I really wanted to get him back on no time like the present because he's got something very exciting on the horizon as well. I welcome back one of my favourite guests ever, and I'm not just saying that. Um, Singer-songwriter extraordinaire, Matt Steady. How are you, mate? Hey, Chris. I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. It's it's so good to have you back on, mate. It's um we had a, we had a cracking chat last time, and as you know, and anyone else who dares listen to me now, I'm a very big fan of your work, <laughs> and you know, we've still we've even though we've we've <clears> already <throat> gone into your your history and that before, we still got. I feel like we still got so much to talk about today. So I'm really looking forward to this. Um, what's been happening, really? Let's kind of fill in the gaps. I was looking back. Well, um, the last time we spoke, I think we you were just preparing for the release of the Grace Machine album. Oh gosh, yes, yeah, that Fun was that was sort of the big thing that you. I love that album. That was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So cast your mind back, really. Just give us a quick summary, I suppose, of some of the things, some of the highlights that have been going on for you. Well, personally, it's been a very interesting couple of years. Um, my wife and I foster uh, and adopt. And at the moment, we've got um, four foster children in our care, um, along with our uh, three adopted and our grown-up uh, daughter as well. Busy um, household, then. Yeah, nice. and uh, she she's getting married this summer. So at the moment, I'm cooking for ten. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's great fun. It's absolutely crazy here. Um, wouldn't have it any other way but it's it is so so busy so quite how i'm managing to fit any music in i have no idea oh, well um so that's that's kind of my personal life we've had some like huge highs this year and some, and some really low lows and it's just it's just been really kind of in the moment i guess for the last for the last couple of years there's never a dull moment and it's just everything happens all the time <laughs> you're up here one moment and down there the yeah. next so it's, it's pretty crazy um musically i kind of um i mean i've been playing various instruments since i was in primary school which is never such a long time ago <laughs> um and i i started learning um guitar in my early teens my granddad uh, bought me uh, my first acoustic guitar and uh, he passed away this year at the grand old age of 100, wow. which, is, uh, which is, yeah, it's a, obviously a bit sad, but it was actually, yeah. it was actually um, kind of lovely as well. Uh, but I've got his, his organ here. Uh, you can't see it here, but right here in the music room. So every time I play on it, um, yeah, I think of him, which is very nice. Um, so the last couple of albums have been really strange because I've had, did the Lockdown Norglin album. Um, which was yeah, so I'm going to say very... it's about all of your work, but absolutely, I, I, that is a stunning piece of work. That one. Oh, it's it's really interesting because it's um because it's completely instrumental. Mm. Um, and then there's the Grace Machine, which did Patel Bryant, and that was just kind of gospel blues rock. Yeah. Pow! And uh, that was so much fun to do. Um, but this time I've gone back to basics. And I've just gone. Let's just let the guitar talk, and it's something that I haven't really dared do before. In all honesty. Um, I've been playing guitar for years and years and years, but um, 
the thought of doing a whole album with guitar instrumentals, you know, I, I just, I guess it's a confidence thing. Yeah. You know, um, you've got to be, um, well, you've got to be pretty good to do it and make, and for people to enjoy listening it, to it. Um, there's a lot of people can play guitar really, really well. I mean, you just got to get out to your local guitar shop if you've got one left and you'll hear people kind of way better than me there. It's, it's crazy. The talent, the kids these days. Um, but f- so for me, um, this guitar instrumentals album um, is is not so much about playing a million notes per hour. It's about phrasing and melody and yeah. timing and and just bringing a load of things together and kind of musicality. So, but what I have done this year is I've made a concerted effort to actually learn some new techniques and to go different places I haven't done and play different sounds I haven't played and really just go for it, stretch my boundaries and try and be the best guitarist I possibly can. Where it's very easy if you've been playing guitar for 30 years, just to go down those kind of well-worn paths that you always know, your fingers know how to do it. And it's just so easy to mm. not, it, and it, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's great. And you've got um, things that you can do that sound fantastic. But actually sometimes there's a, there's a time to move on and yeah. really Pretty stretch sad. yourself. Yeah. And and for me, it was, it was really good because this album, um, as I said, we've had <laughs> quite an interesting couple of years. Um, and sometimes you just don't know kind of what to say. If someone asks you how you are, you just open your mouth and you think, oh, what do I say? I don't know. I, I, you know, half the stuff that goes on, you know, we can't even talk about anyway because it's not our story, you know. And um, sometimes you, it's just incredibly full of something amazing that's happened. And sometimes you just... Yeah. It's just sad times sometimes. Yeah. Um, so basically what I've done there is I've just, in those times, I've just picked up my car, guitar and I've just improvised stuff and I've recorded it and then I've put it all together and I've just kind of let the guitar talk where I've run out of words. That is that is such a good way of looking at it. I, I think I've I've had a bit of a, a, a mixed kind of love with instrumental albums i suppose when when i had the thought of an instrumental album i've i've really got to be in tune with the person who's making it i think to make me want to listen to it yeah yeah um because for me as again i absolutely love storytelling so i love the lyrical side of things and there are a few out there that i've heard and it doesn't it's not matter to me that there's no words it's just it's really you know you feel something and then you you almost feel very very comfortable listening to that and you don't need anything else I mean, I personally call these tracks songs. Yeah. I'm not singing on them, but I am singing on them. And yeah. there's kind of lyrical content, there's, there's emotions, there's, there's everything but the lyric. And yeah. I think um, for me, if you like singer-songwriter music, um, uh, you know, that has meaningful melodies, and I, I think actually this is actually going to hit the spot because mm-hmm. what I've made sure is that after listening to any of these songs, you'll go away singing a bit of it. Sure. You know what I mean? There's, it's yeah. not, um, you know, I love some of the guitar greats, but some, and you can just be blown away by the, just how well they play. But when you go away, you think, and you've listened to that tr- track and you think, I couldn't sing any of it. I don't know what the melody was. No. What did no. it do to me? It's, it, it was an amazing experience, but it's gone now. Yeah. Technically it's fantastic, but substantial. Um, you know, and some of these things, if you listen to them 20 times, suddenly it click and you get it. And, but I wanted people to listen to this and go away singing it. Yeah. 
So yeah, this brings me on to a very you know to a question I wanted to ask them, and I'm fascinated by this this idea. So compared to when you write a song with lyrics you obviously you have a story to tell particularly in your songs because there is a story behind them all so first question about this album is is what is the challenge then of of being able to tell a story if there is one to tell with just an instrument how how do you achieve that without without saying anything in a way i didn't think about it i didn't want to overthink it i picked up my guitar and just let it go but it's just it's just instincts it's just you just play in it and it just starts flooding out of you, yeah. and you and you record it and some of it is you know it's full of bum notes and it's, it's just naff but you record yourself over a particular rhythm or something um or a couple of chords or even just a drone chord um and you just capture that for 10 minutes and you look back and you think, oh, my goodness, there's actually some beautiful bits in there. Just put those there. Sometimes you don't have to do anything at all. Yeah. Other times I'm I'm sat there and I'm thinking, right, I need a bit that goes in here. And I'm, yeah. I have I sometimes it just comes to me when I'm playing. Other times I have to meticulously kind of work it out and think, right, what's going to go from here and get to there to achieve this kind of emotional response in the listener. Right. So occasionally there's... Um, I have to use my brain, but quite a lot of the time it, it feels fairly natural. I just record and then um, because I play, I do the backgrounds as well. Mm. Um, you know, I put some really poor drums on there and there's yeah, some bass and some, I don't know, some strings or wow. whatever. Um, but I could change all that at a moment's notice. If I'm thinking this isn't working, I just move it around and put something else on. Um, and then when it's, when I think, oh, I actually quite like enjoying listening to this, I can send it off to, to Turl, Turl Bryant, and he puts his proper drums on it, and then yeah. it goes from, you know, kind of level five to about level nine. <laughs> and then I, then I spend, you know, another six months tweaking and retweaking and, <laughs> you know, just getting it to, it's just smooth when you listen to it. So, you, you know, even if it's in your face, kind of rocky stuff, it, there's got to be a smoothness about it. You don't want stuff to be um kind of like jagged edges on there yeah. that are, um you know you want to be an experience that's kind of pleasurable and um yeah so that's kind of how i go about it really that's very cool so if i was to ask you then sort of in reverse of my last question then so since you you put the album together have you listened to any of the tracks and you thought you know you may not have been directly influencing you at the time you know you you were just doing your thing can you place any of these songs to particular life events or people or something that you know is was important to you can you can you kind of link it to that yeah absolutely um I, they all kind of blend into one in a, in a way um some of them are quite melancholic some of them are upbeat I mean, i've got more upbeat songs on here than i've ever done i think you know there's a problem with any of that some of uh, us like that stuff you know and uh there's one that's just pure mischief in all honesty <laughs> when you listen to it um but yes there are various there are various events over the couple of years i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go into them because no, most no, no, no. most of my story my my story is fairly you know i do this i try and do the same things over and over again that i like and you know um a lot of it isn't very interesting, but um, a lot of the people in my life have, have big stories that affect my 
<laughs> emotions yeah. considerably um yeah. so yeah there is so i mean obviously my uh my granddad passing away was a was you know a moment yeah. that was captured in there um but it's more that everything comes together in this kind of boiling pot inside you of stuff that just needs to come out and you you i don't know what i'm expressing or what it's trying to say but it's like um your your soul or your spirit or heart or whatever you want to call it just wants to express itself without your kind of tongue getting in the way yeah i see yeah. in your brain um yeah. it, it's kind of cutting out kind of cutting out some of that in a way which yeah. is funny because the last time i did was um uh, <laughs> was, was live um singer songwriter uh you know mm. um lyrics driven yeah acoustic stuff yeah uh, it's about as far from that as you could possibly get in some respects but i it's got the same thing you have this boiling pot of emotions that comes out in either of them yeah. it's just on one of them i was able to translate that into words and then this yeah. i couldn't and i think one thing i remember saying last time we spoke is how difficult it is to kind of pigeonhole your work into particular genres you know because you do cover such a spectrum of, of stuff this new album then if you could link it, if you were to say to someone, you know, someone wanted to ask what it was like, if you could liken it to, obviously it's your stuff, but if you could liken it to someone or some kind of genre, what would you say it's closest to? It's like, oh, so hard, isn't it? Um, I'm a nightmare, nightmare, by the way. Uh, <laughs> well, the last one was easy, wasn't it? That was easy. Um, this, I think, if you like your kind of Steve Vai and your Satriani, you'll probably find something in here that you like. Um there's a guy I like a, an awful lot called Dave Bronze. Um, been working with him recently. Um, so he's an incredible guitarist and he's kind of got a, a kind of Celtic uh, feel, edge sound to it, which is marvellous. Um, there's definitely a bit of that in there. Um, Iona, I don't know if you know Iona. The, um, I don't know. Celtic prog rock band. If you don't, know, look them up. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Um, I've been listening to those since I was a, a wee dot and uh, that's you know there's definitely their influences in there but i think also a lot of singers have influenced it mm. um you know so you you, you nina simones for instance or um uh, you know there's definitely some marillion in there okay it's, it's yeah. just all the stuff i listen to it, it, it comes out but yeah i think there's probably more singing um that comes out in my guitar in a way than some of the guitarists which is, <laughs> which is strange to think isn't it but yeah, I actually use singing techniques on it. Um, okay. So, for instance, vibrato, um, rather than just banging it on the same each time, I I kind of use it like like a vocalist would. So you you start your note flat, mm -hmm. and then start bringing in the vibrato and, and increase it towards the end of a long note. So okay. you you got kind of expression in that, and I I, I try and model that in some of the stuff I do. Um, yeah, so. Cool. <laughs> I know you mentioned in the message to me when we when we first sort of picked up communications again um, that you you would learn quite a few you know techniques while you were recording this album. Obvious question, I suppose. Do you feel like during the course of this album you've grown even more as a musician? That you oh, in, honestly, oh, incredibly. Um, my half of me says yes. My guitar is much better than it was before. Mm. Um, I don't want to just bulldoze everybody with a million notes it's really not what i'm about i want to i've always had good phrasing and good melody and um but i want to be able to supplement 
a little bit of chilly here and there. In yeah. My yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And sometimes you just need a blistering run from here to here just to get to that high note. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. um, it just, you just want little bits here and there. And it's not to say, oh, look, I could do some tapping. No. It's because I need this particular sound and that's how you achieve it. Yeah. Um, or um, So one of the things that I'm doing that I wasn't doing is, um, well, just a lot of fast picking, whereas um, I was doing everything legato before, probably from my violin background. Right. Yeah. Um, so for me, that was actually quite hard to pick up because my right hand just wasn't up to it. It wasn't capable of um, being metronomic enough to match yeah. my left hand, um, and that's taken a lot of work. And actually, I can see a huge amount of things that I need to work on to be even better for next time. Um, so yeah. it's I've opened a can of worms. I can't <laughs> stop. <laughs> that, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, all the things that you can do, all the instruments you can play, you are still learning, which is, is great for someone like me who's been, it's been you know banging on the guitar for 20 years in my bedroom, not really wanting the outside world to hear me. Thinking, <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to, you know, I've reached my point. I can't learn anymore. This is as good as I'm going to get. I think what you're doing definitely gives me hope and, and probably loads of others that actually there is no end point. Oh, absolutely. And I also would definitely say I'm not physically gifted. I've got small, pudgy, fat hands that are not like pianist hands. Or, you know, sometimes you see guitarists and, and their fingers are... Yeah. just huge and they can do these massive stretches yeah. and um oh, it's just, yeah. no it's you know you've got to find your own ways around it sometimes yeah. um and i think if you ape someone else's style you can be in for a um a bit of sadness because you can't play like them you can't because you're not them you're not you haven't got the same fingers you haven't got the same brain but they can't play like you either no um and i think everyone is definitely unique with a guitar playing and and can make something very musical very wonderful mm. for it's sure just, it's, 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 that is lovely to hear it doesn't need to be complicated no some of the best tunes in the world are incredibly simple and you know what it reminds me of a guest i spoke to on my last series um a fantastic songwriter called luna keller and the song that gripped me for her it, it she called it two chord song it was just literally it was a song with two chords and it was fantastic and oh, that amazing. i think just reminded me a, a line from the song simple isn't always wrong you know you try to and probably what you're you're referring to with with this album is you didn't want the world to see how fast you can play how many notes you can play per as i said there's minute. way better guys than me down the guitar shop you know 12 year olds just yeah but that's not, that's, <laughs> that's, not always, that's not always what we want no. I mean, I, 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 I'm one for that. You know, I, I tend to listen to, if I hear quite fast guitarists, they impress me initially. But there's got to be something special for me to carry on listening, like track on track on track, because if it's the same thing, there's just no substance to it. But um, that's just me. I'm not saying that everyone shares that opinion. Mm -hmm. We will circle back. Let's just let's, we haven't introduced the album, um, so people are probably wondering what the hell's going oh, on. Oh yes, yes. Um, so it's called Pre Presence. It is, yeah. Um, we will circle back to it because I obviously want to talk at the end about um, where how and where people can pre-order it and all the other things that you've got going on alongside it. There is one other thing that I wanted to to discuss with you, if I could, during this episode, is the album Closer. Mm -hmm. Because I saw when you were, when you were you know, posting about what you were doing with this and the recording of it, 
I was very, very impressed. Firstly, at your bravery. Um, <laughs> just, just kind of just explain what you did. Just lay the background of what you did to record this album and put this one together. Okay. I mean, basically, I, mean, I wrote the songs, obviously. And then um, for at least six months, possibly eight months or a bit longer, I played them every single day. I played them standing up, standing on my head, left-handed, you know, I, I different positions, loud, quiet. And I just, and they, they just change a bit when you play them a lot. Mm. Um, and I let them kind of breathe and kind of come to life. So it wasn't, there was no, I need to play this next. It was just, this is me, yeah. me singing the song and this is me playing it. And um, it kind of ground off any um, rough edges on them. Mm -hmm. um, and in, in some of them, I changed the key very slightly just to make it smoother and a, a better listen. Mm. Um, and then I basically got a group of friends and family set up in our lounge. We got a big lounge. We got, we got this ridiculous sprawling Victorian yeah. um, money pit, um, <laughs> but it has got a massive, massive lounge. Um, and I set up the speakers there and we got sofas from here, there and everywhere. And everyone kind of sat down and, um, you know, we, <laughs> we had some drinks and things and um i my um we basically i just played it for everyone mm. recorded it live and then mixed it and then um that was the album you know it sounds very simple but yes it was it was scary before i started because i thought well, what if i go wrong yeah well it doesn't really matter i can always do it again can't i yeah but you won't get that immediate the response that they had no. um the first time round. um what happens if the technical side goes wrong? You know, it's yeah. you've got one hour and that's your album done, basically. Yeah, I wasn't going to do any overdubs or or change anything. No. It is really what happens on the day, and that's you. So you've got nearly a year's work coming down to this forty-five minutes yeah. with someone pressing the record button, and there's no take backs and there's nowhere to go. This is going to have to go out. Yeah. Um, by hook or by crook. <laughs> so you, you, obviously, a lot of artists, a lot of big bands, and that they've released live albums. I'm guessing this wasn't was the intention for this to be a live album, or you just wanted that intimate kind of feel to it. That yes, you know, I was never going to have a crowd of thousands. No, you know, no. I didn't want that. I just but when you sing and you've got people there who are listening and involved, the music kind of flows out of you. It goes to them. It lights them up. And it comes back to you. There's kind of this energy coming. I, mean, I don't know how to describe it. There's got to be some yeah. words. It's not, there's no kind of, um, but you kind of got an energy that goes out to you. I wish I could describe this better. I'm a physicist. But I should be able <laughs> to do this. Um, and then it comes back to you and it affects what you play. So the audience who are listening to you changes the sound that you're making because you are playing. They're almost like part of the instrument in yeah. a way or part of the choir or something yeah. um and if you just play in a sterile room it's not even remotely close there's an energy in the room um and an intimacy and a um a warmth and it's not even just sound you literally play differently because they're there yeah. and it's it's much better it's much much better um if i just played that into a tape recorder it wouldn't have been no, I mean, on the end, then um, I did get them to join in on the last song. I love that, which yeah. is lovely. I mean, you should have been there, it was so loud. Okay. Um, I didn't really quite set up the crowd mics very well, and they they went so loud they completely um drowned these two mics. There's just 
<laughs> oh dear I, it didn't oh. occur to me just how loud it was going to be in there um so i had mics for them in case they sang along um right. yeah they were no good i had to, but anyway yeah it was it was absolutely fabulous experience it really yeah. was and yeah i'll never forget it it's it's, uh, it's fantastic when i you know and i i i watched back the uh if you go on Matt's YouTube channel, he's, he's oh, of course, we videoed it as well. You got the video, yeah. yeah. So you got the individual videos, but you got the whole thing as well, which is it's, it's truly. And you had, did you have a live feed? Like yes, a, like a, to, <laughs> I was like, if you are trying to put any more pressure on yourself <laughs> to do this, you know, not only for the people in the room and the people, recording, oh, that's it. let's put it out live on social media while you're doing it. Well, I've got to be that's honest, I pressed, I played the first chord, and I, I just it all went away. It was lovely, it was yeah. so much fun, and yeah. You know, just looking at everyone's faces and you know, just seeing how much fun they were having. Um, yeah. um it was very, very special. I didn't feel nervous at all as soon as it started. It was just yeah. before. So when was it? Was it last year you recorded that? Was it just after the world yeah. started opening up again? Had you done any sort of live gigs previous to that to kind of get back into performing live or no, no. Um, I think I've done one gig since COVID. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I, I did a gig at the musician in Leicester, which is Cracking venue, I love that. And I've always wanted to sing there. So um cool. when I got the opportunity, I jumped at it. And um it was that was cracking. Lovely stage sound, great people, definitely go back. Um, but yeah, with my um strange lifestyle of uh, having <laughs> six million kids, it's yeah, absolutely. Oh at a premium, let's say. And um so I, I can pick and choose what gigs I want to do, who I want to play with, who I yeah. you know, and I don't I don't need to be I don't need to be playing um, Wonderwall five nights a week and the local pub. You know what I, I mean? I, I wouldn't want to hear it for one, if I'm honest with you. That's really not one of the <laughs> songs I turn out for. So, uh, no, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, are your, um, your family a good sounding board, I would imagine, for for new ideas and you know, things? Are they the oh, first but My wife it? is very supportive, um, but she only likes music that she knows. So I have to kind of... <laughs> surreptitiously slip it in there okay so she has to hear it a few times with you know i could put it on the car just <laughs> nice and quietly she doesn't know it's on but yeah. you know by osmosis after a few months she kind of gets to know it and then she oh yeah i like this one so but if i just played it for her no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no not kind of a thing the kids are really funny i mean this one's instrumental i'll put it on in the van we've got a big minibus obviously yeah. big yellow minibus honestly yeah. there's no yeah. um Anonymity. Uh, <laughs> Everyone knows it's us when we go past and waves. It's brilliant. really funny. Um, but if I put it on in the van, they'll sing along with the instrumentals. And it's just like, oh, is, can we have that one on with the drums? No, you mean the guitar, don't you? No, the drums. <laughs> oh, come on, kids. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if my kids could sing it, <laughs> let's say something, I guess. That's great. No, that's brilliant. And I think, you know, do you, when you're in your room there, you know, you're, you're, you're practicing or you're noodling around they get to hear you around the house or yeah, yeah. i try and do it mostly when they're at school but yeah. um yes but they do hear a lot of it I, I play it over and over in the car one van mm. and in little headphones and big headphones and studio speakers i play it on everything i possibly can see how it's yeah. working and then you know tweak something and i'll play it again so they've heard it yeah. probably far too much really <laughs> my uh my little boy oscar um he's desperate he's such a music nut oh, awesome. he's desperate to play the guitar i think at some point if if any one of us was to be a, a guitar and a guitarist and a front man it would be him awesome um, 
when I get my guitar out and I'm sat there and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm very heavily on my acoustic now. I rarely get my electrics out. And he's almost, he comes and sits by me for a little bit, but then you can see the frustration because he wants to do it. And he would almost just walk away because I feel really bad because I'm thinking like, I'm making him feel like he can't do it. He, he's not got the patience to learn from me. Um, I think, but... I think um, teaching your children instruments, uh, there are some people who've managed to do it successfully, but I think it's a very hard thing. Um, I think I'd yeah. struggle with that. I would definitely, yeah, separation of duties. Um, but I mean, we've got three or four cheap and nasty kind of half-sized guitars around the house. Um, so the little, the little one who's five, he'll, he can drag it around the house like a dog, mate. You know, <laughs> like a dog on a lead. It's like, oh, if this was a real guitar, you'd be in bits. Yeah, but right. Just let him give it. And he just, when I'm playing, he'll bring it up and he'll start smashing it, you know, and um, oh, my life oh. is just, it is hilarious. You're thinking, I don't need this right now. I'm trying <laughs> Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. Well done. Tell you what, what I've done um, um, this time round, because um, a lot of the stuff that I, I play, I tab out at the moment. So A, I know what I've played. Yeah. And B, so I know I can play it again. So if I want to play it live or something, I've yeah. got it to refer to. So yeah. I, t I tab it out. Um, so this time round, I'm actually releasing a download of the backing tracks. So with my guitar taken out and with the sheet music. So yeah. uh, we'll see if, if, if anyone takes up the challenge. Is that is that the musician's package? Is that, is that that one? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got one person here who has, because obviously I've opted for that because as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah. And you, I mean, I've said to you before how, you know, there's a few songs of yours I would absolutely love to be able to play. Um, so being able to to kind of, you know, Bridge that gap and and be able to you know to play something that you've got on this album is going to be fantastic. So yeah, let's let's bring be fun. let's bring it back then. That's exactly where I wanted to go next. So funnily enough, let's bring it back to 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 presence. Um, so you told us a lot about what's gone into the album and and what we can expect. Um, how can we order it? Is it's it's available pre-order at the moment? It's on pre-order, yeah. So I mean, as an independent musician, it's really important to do a pre-order stage. Some people call it crowdfunding. Um, for me, it's not crowdfunding. I've already made the album <laughs> a couple of weeks to go, yeah. um, but and it is going out. But what I don't know is how many T-shirts to buy. I don't know how many hoodies yeah. to buy. I don't know how many CDs to buy. Although I've got a good, good, um, rough idea. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the stuff I paid for already. Um, but basically, a pre-order stage allows an independent musician, A, to get numbers on how much to buy. So I don't have a garage full of extra, extra yeah. small pink ladies T-shirts or something, <laughs> I, you know, because it's so hard to, to tell. And, it, and you can't afford to waste the money these in, these days no. uh, on having merch that isn't sold. You no, can't do it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and secondly, it brings in a bit of money before you start, which means that you don't go broke in the process, yeah. if that makes any sense. So... Um, this year, I've done vinyl for the first time, um, which list. is yeah, yeah, bucket list. You got it. It really is a bucket list thing. I've been wanting to do it for years, and this is the one. It's it's um, it's a little bit. It's not. It's short enough. I couldn't have got an organ on one one disc. Oh, okay, interesting. Wow. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. So I did it, but it's stupidly expensive. Oh, it is, yeah. and so and I've got to sell an absolute mountain of them to, to, <laughs> to make right. it. But it wasn't about that. I just wanted to do it. 
and, yeah. and offer it. So I, I've done that. So that's that's a great bit of fun. But yeah, it's at mattsteady.com, two T's in Matt. Um, and you there's two music videos for two of the tracks on there, and you can have a listen to that. Um, and they come out rather nice, I think. Um, and it's kind of like a letter just saying what on earth the album's about. And then there's um, different options. So you can just download um, CDs. Yeah, the vinyl, which I'm, I'm so excited about. <laughs> there's a musician package. There's T-shirts and hoodies. and Oh, there's all sorts. So, yeah, yeah have, have, a look, have a look around. And you've got those, those the notebooks as well. I thought that was a beautiful... Oh, the notebooks are amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they are fantastic. Yeah. Honestly, I've been using these for, for a few years now. I got them first with Norgland, didn't I? And then I did another reissue for something else, and yeah, I got I got some more. So, um, especially near Christmas, they just fly out. Even yeah. people don't like my music, they buy them. Just they're, they're <laughs> they, so are cool. they are the kind of notebooks I would see in in you know some of these shops you see in these these quaint little villages. Um, I feel like I should have more incense in my room when I've got that's it. That out. is exactly it. Yeah, those kind of shops <laughs> stock them. And I'm I'm a sucker for a notebook, and I've got too many of them because I always think when I'm when I'm lacking inspiration for any kind of writing, I'm like I'll buy a notebook. It's going to inspire me to write something. Definitely. Really. <laughs> the amount of half empty or mostly empty notebooks I've got around the place is is hideous. Unfortunately, but you know that's for me to sort out. But but no, I think you know what you are doing for this album, and I, I said it before. How you reach out to the fans, you make yourself very accessible. The amount of things that you've got available, the amount of ways that they can feel part of what you're doing is is fantastic, and it's it's not something I've seen a lot of to that degree. Um, so it's, I've got to say, being an independent musician is really really hard. Mm. I know loads of people, and and me, my first album. Um, I made an album, put it out there, and I think three people and a dog bought it. <laughs> and then I, you know, and you kind of go, "Oh, well, of course. Why would they buy it? They don't even know it's there." Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you know, unfortunately, you can't just be a musician. You've got to be everything else as well. You've got to be yeah. um, an artist. You've got to be a, a marketer. You've got to be an accountant. You've got to. You honestly, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. And half the time, you wonder. When will I ever get to do some music? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. But, but, it's, but it's, it's great. But I've, I've kind of managed to get a little step above that. And I've got a, a lovely core of absolutely amazing, um, I don't really like the term fan, to be honest, friends, listeners. Um, and, you know, they seem to support me through thick and thin, even when I go from, um, <laughs> well, just completely change my genre every single album I think <laughs> yeah. stick with me so that's lovely but this time is interesting I, I seem to have got quite a lot of sales from people I don't know normally cool. everyone you know all the sales I know I know the people who've yeah who've bought them because um that's how my marketing it's such a horrible word but that's how my marketing works is I get to know people mm. you know as as actual people and friends and um so generally I know who's going to buy my albums yeah uh, and I know most of the people, but this time around, there's quite a lot of people buying it that I don't know. So that's, that, cool. that's quite exciting, actually. Because yeah. yeah. actually, getting to know all of your listeners is wonderful and great fun. It's not very scalable. No, I suppose not. No. <laughs> you know, you're never going to sell a million albums doing that. Uh, you know, no. and I, you know <laughs> a million albums is, is not my goal. Don't you know? It's it's all about the music, and I'm. Yeah, but... I I'd much rather 
touch a few people's hearts really yeah. fundamentally than do some plastic pop thing that makes yeah. you know sells a million albums or whatever. It's not for, about for that. fifteen minutes. But I would love to get my music into more people's ears because I, 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 you know, it's not for everyone. Um, but there's a good section of people that listen to this kind of music, and it actually means something, and it, mm. you know, and it helps and it, it heals. And I've had that in my past. You know, we talked about it last time. Um, you know, music has been very healing for me. Other people's music, mm. and the thought of being able to do that for other people is, yeah, just yeah. amazing. Yeah. But so. You know, getting it out to more people um, and more people benefiting it for it, you know, yeah. it's, it's great. I, I can't wish you enough of the best with this. Everything <laughs> you, you're Chris. doing, I think, you know, it's, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed with everything that you release. And, you know, I, I can stick any of it on uh, while I'm working, whatever I'm doing. I, I, I said to you a couple of weeks ago, um, I've got my own playlist anyone wants to find it on spotify amongst matt's own stuff um and it's, it's it sees me through cleaning the house because it starts with buen camino and then it kind of gets <laughs> and you know if any song's going to get you up and, and doing the most arduous task and not being too worried about it it's going to be that one um, you see, that was a song written for a listener what for one of your listeners? yeah you know i do this quite quite a bit there's a few there's a few of them are but that one's about someone who did the um oh what's that I can't even remember what it's called now. It's an absolutely mental walk right across Europe. It's like a pilgrimage. Oh, okay. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles. Yeah. Um, I might they did it and I was so impressed. I just, and yeah. when I talked to them about it, I did a video call with them just to go talk about it. And I yeah. took some notes. I thought, oh, I might talk about that. It's just <laughs> some amazing stuff in there. Like at the end, you know, they ceremoni ceremonially throw their boots away. Yeah. <laughs> That's where that thing Don't comes from. You know, so, yeah, that was good. I was going to finish then. Unfortunately, I, I, I will. I will draw this to a close. I could. I could talk to you for hours. You know that. Um, but I'm going to finish on something. I will put you on the spot a little bit here. Um, but it's your. It's your own work. So, out of everything that you've done, if anyone was to come up to you and say, you know what, give me five songs that you feel that are either your favourite or that you feel represent you the most out of everything that you've done, what would they be? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, the first one I would send them to is definitely Deep Calls to Deep, which is the first track off the new album, the one I've done the video for. Mm -hmm. As far as I can tell with that track, if anybody listens to it all the way through with an open mind, they just seem blown away by it. Mm -hmm. And that's a kind of a thrill and a privilege. And it seems to be touching a whole load of people that my normal music wouldn't touch. Oh. Um, so so that's, that's very exciting. me um probably uh oh my goodness july of 69 is is um an important one for me it was one of the very first songs i wrote um and i still play it live now when i when i get a chance i think that's it's, it's a good one um 
I theory of ruins is is yeah. really special to me. Um, really special. There's, I never I, I never felt like I quite managed to capture it in the recording that track. Right. It's okay. good, but it's I I kind of did this kind of almost like a slightly muddy mix on purpose. It kind of okay. needed this like swampy feel. Yeah. Uh, it didn't really quite bring across the emotional content I wanted. I mean, it's still it's still good, but live it's twice as good. Uh, okay. Um so, that's, so that's that's good. one song actually that I know my son has um it's sort of his ears pricked up because the intro to it is very very similar to his favorite band Ghosts, one of their very oh, really? songs. Yeah, uh, very very slight. It's only yeah, like yeah, yeah. the opening couple of couple of notes. And it, yeah, yeah. since he told me that, I kind of yeah, right, I, <laughs> I didn't before, but yeah. It's, oh, that's cool. cool. Um, and from the closer album, there's the um, C one. Oh my life, what's that called? Drawn to the sea? Is it drawn by? That's the, the one. Drawn to the sea. Thank you. <laughs> I know what the feeling is. I'm not quite sure what the song title is. Um, that's, that's, that is a beautiful. Oh, it's, it's marvelous. It's marvelous to sing live. That one. It's yeah. it's one that's some somehow my voice just lets itself go on, and mm. it it's, seems to have hit the magic pitch and just. There's there's a lot of songs that I sing, and I you know I think oh, that's a bit like hard work that one, but this one yeah. just 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 comes out and it's um it feels great i love yeah. that one how many is that that's four so you know one more well i think the whole the whole of the norglin album is um is really one track yeah. um, i'm gonna go with that is that cheating <laughs> no 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 it's just going fast what you pass it out that's absolutely fine like, how, who am i to to stand in the way with that so. i would like to do an album that just flows all the way through at one point i think that'd okay. be quite fun Cool. Um, if if you of, were to do that, would that be an instrumental one, or would it be kind of or a mix of both? Even I don't know, really. I mean, it'd be like an opera, yeah. wouldn't it? Go a bit, go a bit proggy and yeah, be lots of. I mean, I've got a couple of almost instrumentals. Okay. Um, if if you go back through the albums and uh, they work quite nicely, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big Jethro Tull fan, so anything with oh, wonderful, like, thick yeah. as a brick and stuff like that, and what they've done with a couple of those legend, is, yeah. Fantastic. Listen, Matt, thank you so much for your time. Oh, uh, thanks for having it's me. It's been fantastic to have you back on. All the best with with uh, the pre-order stage and, and beyond that, when Presence is out, all the success that that is. is thanks so much, Rich. to bring you, mate. And uh, it'll be good at some point down the road. Let's do this again. Let's just keep, you know, just keep, yeah. keep meeting up. And, great. you know, it's great to talk to you, mate. So uh, <laughs> all the best, sir. All right. Cheers. See you soon, Chris. Cheers.